Want a happier, more fulfilled, and less stressed life? Here are seven things to stop doing immediately and what to do instead that are pretty easy to do right away. Welcome to Uncommon Sense. I'm Randy Cassingham. It's easy for humans to get locked into ruts, and the more we travel those ruts, the deeper they get. We stay the course even when there's plain evidence that we're being stupid. Have you ever insisted you were right about something when friends tell you you're wrong, up to including losing those friends? That's a massive rut. There are also habits that we get into that burn up our time and energy for no useful purpose. Do you have too much to do and not enough time in the day to do it? These tips will help free up hours of your time. And if you resist such easy steps, you're probably in a rut. People with uncommon sense work hard to avoid those ruts, but since it's so easy to get caught up in them, they pay attention so they can tell when they're in one and they purposefully work to get out of them by thinking about it. Why am I stuck here? Or what do I need to do to put a stop to this? And what should I do instead? So here's my list of seven things to stop doing in no particular order and what to do instead to get out of those ruts and bad habits. There are certainly other things to stop too, and maybe later I'll do another seven, but these are what came to mind this week. Number one, stop complaining. Nobody likes a whiner, probably not even you. Rather than looking for things to criticize, start looking for the positive and praise it. If you can listen to this episode or read the transcript, you have many things to be grateful for, no matter what hardships you might face. When is the last time you spent a few minutes feeling that gratitude? Frankly, you should take a moment to feel gratitude every day. But feeling gratitude is just the first step. We need to express that gratitude too, especially when we owe others thank yous. When my wife helps me, I take a moment to thank her. It's not her job to look after me, but when she makes my life easier, it's worth making sure she knows I noticed and appreciated her help. What does that cost me? Nothing. What does it gain me? A better relationship. (laughs) There you go. We got to happier right at the first tip. Our inclination when others complain is to try to one-up them. Oh, I hate that too, but... Here's what's worse. What's a better thing to do instead? Fix whatever you're whining about. I'll use my wife for an example again. She expressed dismay over how piled up our kitchen cabinets were getting. Even though it hadn't gotten to the complaint stage yet, let alone whining, I suggested we take an hour off and go through the cabinets to see what we could get rid of. We found food we forgot we had. We found utensils and pots and gadgets we never use. There was a package of drip pans for a barbecue grill we don't even have anymore. The junk went straight to the trash. The usable items, like that unopened package of drip pans, got posted on the local online free stuff group where someone who could use it could come and get it. And they snapped the stuff up. Other things went to the second-hand store that benefits a local charity. My wife was less stressed. It was easier to navigate our cupboards. 
and others got things they could use. Win, win, win. No complaining necessary. Number two, stop watching the news. Really? Hell, I do news commentary for a living, and I don't watch the news. I mean, really, what is TV news? It's teases of what's coming up that if posted online, they'd be called clickbait. Why do they do that on TV? To get you to sit through the commercials. Brain-damaging commercials. You're not their customer. You're the product they sell to their customers, the advertisers. What a waste of time. You have things you want to do, but not enough time in the day? How many hours do you spend watching the news and other junk that doesn't actually add to your life? What do you do with the so-called information TV news spoon-feeds you anyway? Nothing? Then why do you suck it into your brain? Use that time instead to get things done. Keep a list of things you actually want to do and rather than turn on the TV, do something on that list. How do you think I write This Is True every week? Create memes, research the true Stella Awards cases, and post those updates. Write about a really cool person for the honorary unsubscribe just about every week. Help my wife's business. Take classes to keep my skills up. Cook my own food so I get to eat delicious things. Keep up with friends. And be on call 24-7 as a medic to help my neighbors. And by the way, I do a podcast once in a while. Well, it's relatively easy to do all that and more by not watching the news or other junk TV. When I do want news, I don't go to the TV. I go to text sources, legit newspapers. I have paid subscriptions at two of them. Reading is difficult? Then skim through NPR and choose stories that mean something to you rather than the lineup TV news chooses for you so you'll sit through commercials. Really, your brain deserves better. Number three, stop holding grudges. There's an idiom that goes back so far it's unclear who said it first. Holding a grudge is like taking poison and hoping the other person will die. Resentment is a poison. It's so stupid that it's a staple. This is a true story. You know, like someone letting a grudge poison their brain so much that they do something really stupid, like shoot the person they've built up their anger toward, and then find they shot an innocent bystander. While it is true that spending 10 years in prison will provide you with plenty of time on your hands, it's still astoundingly stupid. I know, I know, you won't shoot anyone, probably, but poison is poison. Forgive yourself, forgive others, and move the hell on. If you can't, you need to get help to make sure you don't do something stupid. Number four, stop eating so much sugar. Speaking of poisoning your brain, yeah, this is a hard one. Sugar is actually addictive. There's a reason it's added to just about every processed food. Americans especially are addicted to sugar. Our obesity rate is about 40%. Not overweight, 71.5% of us are overweight, and 40% are medically classified as obese. That has led us to an extreme rate of diabetes, which leads to a host of medical complications from amputations to blindness to early death. And by the way, both obesity and diabetes makes us more susceptible to COVID-19. 
hey, I was there, addicted to sugar, I mean, when I started to look at how much soda I drank, especially when at a fast food joint where I'd refill the 32-ounce cup more than once, well, I went cold turkey on it. Or as I suggested in the intro, I paid attention so I could tell I was in a rut and purposefully worked to get out of it by thinking about it. Why am I stuck here? Or what do I need to do to put a stop to this? And what should I do instead? Simply, I switched to water or pretty strong iced tea because I love its flavor. Yeah, it tasted bitter at first since I was so used to lots of sugar, but I stuck with it and now the flavor of what I'm drinking, the flavor I love, comes through better. Plus, do you know how many calories I cut out? There's a reason I've actually lost weight in the past 10 years while most people have gained. You think maybe I benefit from better health? And it was the easiest health habit I ever changed. There's also more and more evidence that sugar has a direct link to cancer. Wait, cutting out sugar helps reduce the impact of cancer and COVID? That's worth it even if you don't lose weight. This doesn't mean you can't have a speck of sugar. Everyone enjoys a treat now and then. Just be conscious of what you're doing and knock out what's easy to get rid of, like soda. Number five, stop worrying about what others think of you. You know what? People don't think about you as much as you think. And even when they do, so what? What to do instead? Just be a gracious, caring human. Have some humility. Be authentic. And what everyone else thinks doesn't really matter and isn't worth any energy on your part. Number six. This is the opposite of number five. Stop worrying about what other people do. Hey, someone's poor, but they have a cell phone? So what? You don't have the full story. Bug off. Even if it's your brother, you don't know everything, so it's none of your business. And if it's not your brother, well, mind your own damn business. Last, number seven, stop demanding your rights. I'm not talking to those of you who really are deprived of their true human rights. I mean those of you who think others have to take action to accommodate you. Why? Because you're ignoring their rights. When anyone's rights are stomped on, none of our rights are truly safe. The more you defend others and their rights, the more you protect yours. Don't whine. Work. I promise that if you really do stop doing these seven things and adjust as suggested, you will have a happier, more fulfilled, and less stressed life. And you know what? The people around you will too. That's something to think about. If this seems overwhelming, start with one of them and work hard so you can add another and then another as soon as you can. One more thing you can do, take time to rest. Noticing I'm getting extra tired lately, in part from an upswing in call-outs as a volunteer medic in my rural community, Uncommon Sense will be taking a break for a week or two. Once rested up, I'll be back with more episodes. The show page for this episode is thisistrue.com slash podcast 77. Let me know in the comments your results when you try these steps. I'm Randy Cassingham. And I'll talk at you later.